Are you an immortal horror or an everlasting splendor? We're going to talk about that today on the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. Welcome, everyone. Uh, we're starting an incredible series as we go into October here. We're going to be looking at a lot of paranormal things, and today I think one of the best ways we can start this series is to talk about the hidden parts of your psyche, and um, this is going to be an interesting episode. In fact, it's going to be an interesting series because uh, we're going to start with the psyche, and that's going to lead us into all of these other things. Uh, what's up from South Africa? Thank you for being here. Um and as you guys jump in the chat here, uh, I know a lot of people are at work this morning. Uh, some people are on holiday right now, so that's awesome. Uh, but wherever you are, welcome. And uh, we're going to get into some deep concepts of the psyche that you can literally use today to better yourself and those around you. And this is going to be an incredible, incredible episode. If you hear what I'm saying and go and activate this in your life, now, before we get started, just know that we are a multicultural, multi-faith, uh, multi-orientation community. Uh, I don't care what color you are, who you're married to, or where you go to church, as long as you're here in love and light and seeking truth and oneness with others. That's what we're here for. What's up, Space Case? Welcome. So, uh, I wanted to start this by reading a C.S. Lewis quote. This is one of my absolute favorite quotes, and it's going to set the tone for today's episode. C.S. Lewis from The Weight of Glory says, There are no ordinary people. You have never talked to a mere mortal. Nations, cultures, arts, and civilizations, these are mortal, and their life is to ours as the life of a gnat. But it is immortals that we joke with, work with, marry, snub, and exploit. Immortal horrors or everlasting splendors. This does not mean that we are to be perpetually solemn. We must play, but our merriment must be of that kind, and in fact it is the merriest kind which exists between people who have, from the outset, taken each other seriously. No flippancy, no superiority, no presumption. And this is an incredible quote, not just for us with our neighbors or our friends or our family, but for our relationship with ourselves. And that is mainly what I'm going to talk about today is your relationship with you and what the psyche is. This literally is a key to unlocking deeper levels of spirituality, understanding, and enlightenment in your life and i've got this beautiful ai artwork this is an old haunted house with an open part of the house showing showing the outside the former glory of the house a beautiful beautiful facade here and i made this very cerebrally to represent the idea that a lot of us lock ourselves inside of our psyche inside of our minds and we wake up every day and we tell ourselves things like, I'm overweight, I'm tired, I need to go to the gym, I can't pay that bill, my husband doesn't love me, my wife doesn't love me. We go through and we literally program ourselves from the beginning of the day forward. And we have a relationship with ourselves that is unhealthy from the very beginning. And so what I'm going to talk about today, Space Case says, wow, yes, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, just Watching Now says, people are woke in South Africa too. That is awesome, awesome, awesome. And Space Case says, the grand rising. That's absolutely right. So this relationship that we can have with ourselves, what does it mean? What does the psyche mean? You may have you may have heard the idea of psyche, the psychology. And you probably get into quotes from like Carl Jung. You probably heard uh, of him. If you've ever watched the show Frasier, one of my favorite shows from the 90s. I absolutely loved Frasier. He helped raise me. Love him. Love the deep thoughts and the existential crises that he went through every day on that show. 
to finally find what he was looking for at the end of that series. And so the idea of psyche, the actual definition of psyche from the Oxford Dictionary is the human soul, mind, or spirit. Now, well, wait a minute. Aren't those three different things? Yeah, depending on who you ask. The human soul, the mind, or spirit. Now, obviously, we've been doing some Eastern philosophy recently. We do a lot of biblical philosophy on this show. Uh, But right here, this definition of psyche is combining those three elements. We see that they're kind of separatized. That's not a word, but I'm going to use it. I make up words on here. They're kind of separatized in the Bible. You hear about the spirit. You hear about the soul. You hear about the renewing of the mind, all of those things. And so it's really interesting that this official definition of psyche is the human soul, mind, or spirit. And I propose, just like the Holy Trinity, the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, or if if you ask me and several other people, the Father, the Mother, and the Son, um, that unity is a key. The unity is a key. You know, what is your spirit? It's that thing that longs to be free all the time, that longs to to fly in the air, to go to the highest mountain, to go explore, to go love people. It's that thing that wants freedom within you, yet we suppress it with the mind. We suppress it with the mind. What is the soul? The soul is that everlasting part of you, depending on, again, which mythology or belief set you look at. The soul is that everlasting part of you. It's kind of that energy source within you that will uh, translate into another realm. So basically here we have consciousness. We have that spirit that, that really just wants to pull us out, out of our shell into the world and begin to spread those seeds of the kingdom, those seeds of love upon the planet. And then we have that soul. That soul is that light that wants to grow brighter, that wants to expand, wants to become more aware of itself. And so combining these three things, we understand that as the psyche. Uh, Just Watching Now says he's teaching now questions later. Yes, I'll get to questions here in a little bit. Sorry, guys. I'm going to try to kind of hit these up where uh, we do more of the lesson at the beginning and then I kind of take questions more towards the end, mainly because we, we've, we're starting to build a big audience now. we got a lot of people listening to the podcast and uh, if they're not on the live asking the questions, it can get a little discombobulated to kind of with I'm jumping around and stuff. So, uh, so yeah, let me let me get through this and then I'll answer some questions. I promise because I value questions. They definitely help these episodes. So, um, so hey, uh, P Brick, w- great question. Go watch my uh, episode on is Yahweh the Father that Christ spoke of because that's going to answer your question. That's going to answer 99.9% of people's questions, uh, about God. And why was he so evil in the old Testament? Well, what about all this stuff? Well, your Bible says, no, my Bible doesn't guys. That was an extraterrestrial God in the old Testament. And if you look at it, I got some data yesterday I'm working with where it literally describes the beast in revelation as the exact same entity as Yahweh. The exact same entity. The The descriptors are there. I had a friend send me that. One of our followers over on Facebook. And it is mind-blowing, guys. What we have been told over centuries about our Bibles has pulled the wool over our eyes and caused nothing but division and nothing but powerless people. And so, P. Brick, God bless you. And please go check that out. It's called. Uh, it's on my YouTube. And it's called... Uh, is Yahweh the Father or something like that? You can go look that up there. I, it's maybe around the the 20th episode that I've done of this so far. We're on like episode 60. So um, you can go check that out. That's going to answer a lot of questions and probably open you up to a whole different world of who this Christ is. And as I explain Christ, he's this universal uh, entity, not uh, one that's inherently... Uh, you know, possessed or owned by the Western evangelicals. So, uh, Christ as an entity, 
that that is infinite that's been here from the beginning and and the end and in fact i'm going to read another quote here um from first corinthians 15 45 it says thus it is written the first man adam became a living being the last adam became a life-giving spirit a life-giving spirit and it is absolutely beautiful uh atreyu great name by the way oh look another bible thumper uh i'm thumping the bible we're thumping the Bhagavita. uh we are thumping uh old hebrew scripture we are thumping um sumerian texts i'm doing some carl young this morning uh man we thump everything to get the value out of it that's what we do here so atreyu welcome if you like that that mindset super open mindset here uh, we welcome everybody. So do you thump science books? Absolutely. We talk a lot about string theory on here. We talk a lot about quantum um, quantum mechanics and uh, a lot of the new discoveries being made with that. Uh, in fact, there was an incredible announcement, uh, the Nobel Prize being won in quantum uh, quantum physics. And it's just, it's mind-blowing to me because all of that works together. Spirit and science are not separate. And... When you start to combine those, that's when you end up with a whole different world. And that's when your psyche comes alive. And as I'm talking about today, this is a deep esoteric picture that I made here. This is about how we wall ourselves into this psyche. We are in this haunted house because we wake up every morning and we tell ourselves lies and we build these walls around ourselves. When really our mind wants to be open and see this outside world. And download all this new information. Atreyu says, all right, I'm new here. Do you believe uh, in a God then? I believe in a triune God, a father and a mother. And the love of that father and mother spirit coming together created the logos or the son, as we may call it in Christianity. Um, that father and mother love together created a son. That logos is an energy. That is the divine expression or the computation you may see that expressed in things like the Fibonacci sequence. Uh, if you've ever looked at fractals and you see that fingerprint of God where everything works together in harmony and makes these incredible, incredible shapes uh, that just go on into infinity. We're starting to understand, too, from some research I've found that uh, our universe, rather than being expanding, is actually this beautiful fractal that's already set and laid out. Uh, and so it's really interesting stuff, guys. And, and again, I'm not here. Uh, you're going to have people on all different sides. And that's exactly why we're talking about psyche today. Because can we disagree with each other and still be in agreement? Absolutely. I can look at data over here and over here. I can look at the data that says the, the universe is expanding. To me, that says the consciousness of God, the mind of God is expanding. Our consciousness is expanding. We're creating energy that's pushing everything out and expanding creation. What a beautiful idea. But I can also look at the data that says the universe is this set fractal. And it's this beautiful as above, so below. As small as you can zoom in, as, as micro as you can go, you're immediately in the macro again. You look at the neuron web in someone's brain and then you look at the universe laid out with all the galaxy maps and stuff they've done, and it looks almost exactly the same. You see this neural network in the universe, and you see it in you. Uh, Atreyu says, so if God's mind is expanding, then that makes him imperfect and not all-knowing. Definitely not. Definitely not, because we have misconstrued that all the time. So the Father is perfect and all-knowing, okay? That's the presumption that we start with already. We start with that, and then you look at all these old texts, and then you realize that, hey, they're not all talking about the same God. And then you see the stuff that this Old Testament God did. That doesn't sound like an all-knowing, all-loving God. So an all-knowing, all-loving God might continue to expand that consciousness through the universe, not because he is expanding his all-knowingness, but because he is all-powerful, able to let us continue to create because we're part of him. We're a living organism, a part of him. All of our spirits, all of our energies are a part of that divine mind. And that's a beautiful concept when you become uh, intimate with that concept. 
Pbrick says it uh it seems that consciousness has evolved for survival and reproduction. Why does God uh have a one then so um what's up Deanne and how are you doing um and then Barb says uh good morning, love the haircut. thank you for doing this. You are very welcome. Thank you guys for being here um <clears throat> so anyway, those are some deep existential questions, and I can't answer those for you, but those are awesome questions, guys. Those are awesome. Uh, this sounds quite fantastical. Yeah, it is. You know, reality is incredible. And and the more data I gather on reality, the more I realize that we literally create what we believe. Have If you've ever talked to a friend or a neighbor um, and they believe that, uh, you know, the world's going to hell in a handbasket, their reality literally lives in this mindset, this poverty mindset, this uh, there's never enough money for the gas bill. There's never enough money for the house payment. Uh, the friends are always stabbing them in the back, metaphorically. There's all this stuff going on in their life. And then you meet someone. It doesn't mean they live in the house on the hill, but you meet someone and they've got a smile on their face and you ask them about uh, you know, the nature of life. And they're like, man, there's so much out there. Like, we just don't even know. Like, I don't know. But I know there's so much abundance and there's so much opportunity. And then that guy goes... And all of a sudden, uh, he's got a new car. And you're like, well, why do you have that new car? Oh, you've become materialistic. No, man, it's crazy. Like, I got this car, and they actually gave me more for my trade-in, and my payments were lower than the other car. So, like, it's this crazy thing. I don't even know how it happened. Guys, that's me. That happens to me. And I literally have friends and family that, that just go, oh, because you value all that material stuff. No, guys, it's because God is abundance. And we're a part of that because if we want it, we can have it. There's literally Bible verses where Jesus says, you know, you have not because you ask not. And then you have the church spending so much effort trying to say, oh, this is only spiritual. No, he's talking about manifesting your reality, guys. And by the way, if all you value is material things, you'll get material things, and then you'll have no spiritual substance. If all you value is spiritual substance, you will have spiritual substance, and you might live in a tent. So the whole idea of this psyche and breaking these walls down and what you tell yourself is all about what? Having it all. Having it all. And again, I'm not talking about just having millions of dollars and all this peace and enlightenment i'm talking about balancing and understanding that every need is met god takes care of every need that we have for those who love him those who seek him deeply uh treyu says this is a whole new level of christian belief absolutely man absolutely i believe in the universal christ and that we are all a part of him and that that love and light comes directly from the father and it's not about this bible that i have over here as being the infallible word of God, because I'm sorry, I just don't believe that. I believe we are the word of God. Our psyches are connected to that. We have that divine computation in us. Uh, when teaching to mainstream Christians, I recommend becoming uh, bringing up those Old Testament sins of God. Yeah, absolutely, P. Brick. And I've, I've started talking a lot about that. I've got several friends on here who are teaching some really, really uh, interesting things. Uh, and there's kind of this new little subset of people that are either Yahwehists or Elists. And I'm an Elist. I believe El Elyon, God Most High, or El, Elohim, plural, Father, Mother, Son. There's a ton of data to suggest that the, the Holy Spirit that you hear about in biblical uh, texts as well as other Eastern texts, uh, this this is like a mothering spirit. It's not uh a masculine spirit it's it's actually that comforter that mother uh and that this entire thing that we've misconstrued and we've turned into all these dogmas and stuff is really uh a beautiful beautiful allegory for the idea of combining the masculine and the feminine divinity together and becoming a co-creator in reality and it's a beautiful beautiful thing uh when you uh when you start to blend all of that and try to understand it deeper. So balance is good. I agree that all things in moderation are important. Absolutely. Hang loose brother. Um, and man, I appreciate you guys being here. Thank you for being open-minded because this is something that, you know, even getting into this idea, cause I'm, I'm wanting to do like a little haunted series kind of thing is we, we're going to talk about spirits. We're going to talk about, 
uh, realities joining and portals and all of that stuff like that. Uh, we'll do some of the Bigfoot. Uh, we'll do some more Skinwalker stuff all between now and Halloween because I think it's really important. Um, I've been looking up a lot of stuff on that, and all I've gotten is you know pretty um, Western evangelical websites that are you know just refuting all of that. And the the reality of it is, guys, people experience that every day. And so to just say, well, that doesn't exist because it's not in the Bible is just a really, really naive thing to do, in my opinion. And so that's why I think it's important that we talk about this. Uh, and it's also important that I draw the distinction that I don't teach sorcery. I teach magic. Okay. Christ taught magic. He taught that the kingdom of God is within you. He taught that you have everything you need. He taught that the Father is love. He taught that he is one with the Father and we are one with him. He taught to renew your mind. He taught thine eye be single, the whole body is full of light. No, that just meant for the church, for the early... No, guys, come on. You know, there's a ton of data to suggest that Christ went to India during his lost years. And that's why I picked up all of these uh, books, these uh, classic Indian spirituality. Uh, this one is uh, the Bhagavad Gita. Um, and it's, I've already, there's some amazing stuff in this. I got three other, uh, I got the Tibetan Book of the Dead as well. Uh, just some incredible stuff, guys. And it's like, hey, if he actually did go there, I want to read what he would have been taught. And if he didn't go there, then his teachings sound oddly similar to those. If you look at what he said, and I'm not talking about Old Testament, and I'm not talking about early church, which they had already screwed it up by then. And all the stuff Paul talked about, he talked about having a thorn in his side. And I think that was a Roman spear. There's a lot of people that believe that. Because for a long time, I thought that Paul was just full of, full of crap. Excuse me, but... Uh, because he was just creating this church that was exactly like the old way of doing things that Christ spoke out against. And so the only way I could justify continuing to read the writings of Paul were, was by understanding that, okay, maybe he did have like some control over him and he tried to hide his message in those writings. And if you read those writings esoterically, you get a different picture. What does esoteric mean? Uh, in case you're not familiar with that term, it means uh, that what's on the surface is not what's real. It's like right under the surface, like just peel it back and look underneath. Uh, to understand someone esoterically means that you've taken a car ride with them uh, and you've gone, you know, cross country and you get to know them intimately. You see what's under the surface. They can no longer be hidden those hidden things kind of bubble up. You see how many potty breaks they have to take. You see uh, how rude they are to other drivers. You see um, how they handle themselves in different climates and how prepared they were for the journey. If you've ever gone on a cross-country trip with a friend, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, Paul used to be prosecuted. I believe he was planted by the Pharisees. Uh, see, I've had that theory too. Like, did he just try, he finally was like, well, if I can't beat him, join him. I'm just going to take everything that, that Christ taught and turn it against him and go ahead and create what we can use for a system, uh, to go ahead and funnel that into this direction. That's possible too, guys. Like, I don't know the motives of that, but I certainly know that what I read of the writings, that, the, the few things that we have in the Bible that Christ said, and then you read like the Nag Hammadi scriptures, which are uh, these deep esoteric uh, Gnostic writings. Guys, it's 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 all there. It's all there. Like what Christ taught and then what we've been taught around that by using uh, Romans and by using, you know, Exodus and all of this stuff and trying to justify it all together. It just doesn't work anymore, in my opinion, in my heart, in my understanding. Thank you, Michael. Michael says, awesome background. So I'll get right back to the study here. Again, a rabbit trail. That's, I try, I try not to guys, but that's what we're here for. We're here to talk. So, uh, we're here to answer questions. So like, what is the psyche, uh, for a, a lot of new joiners here, the psyche, I'm going to read this, uh, this quote from CS Lewis one more time, because th that's what today is about. There are no ordinary people. 
You have never talked to a mere mortal. Nations, cultures, arts, civilizations, these are all mortal. We know that, guys. We've seen civilizations rise and fall, nations rise and fall, even art forms. You know, magic is not something practiced anymore. Um, these are mortal, and their life is to ours as the life of a gnat. A gnat lives, what, like three days or something? I can't remember. I mean, it's it's like embarrassingly short, and then you realize that they're just, you know cycled things or flies we've got a lot of flies around west texas now uh because you know with everything that's been going on they've started doing uh trash pickup in this part of the country only once a week instead of their normal like three times a week and so our fly population has exploded in the cities and it's been you probably heard it on national news and you think about these flies and these flies they only live like you know i think it's a few days or weeks or something it's not very long and then boom, there's more of them. So like you think about that with nations, cultures, arts, civilizations, like all of these things, like there's always more to pop up, right? Like there's always more. Um, and then it says, but it is immortals whom we joke with, work with, marry, snub, and exploit. Immortal horrors or everlasting splendors. Think about that for a minute, guys. I mean, who's ever screwed over a friend? Who's ever been screwed over? Who's ever, um, you know, who's ever had an argument with an ex? Who's ever had an argument with their spouse? Who's ever not thought about the idea that that's an everlasting being that you're talking with? Because we take it as our ego. Our psyche can't for a moment tear down the walls of imprisonment to be open to the idea that that person we're looking them in the eyes that spouse who we've hurt or who's hurt us that best friend who will no longer speak with us or we won't speak with them they're immortal and our energies are interacting in an immortal manner and those feelings we hold towards each other, if they're not at the highest vibration of love and light, those feelings can hurt both of us, both parties. And so the idea of this, what I think C.S. Lewis is ultimately trying to say is like, are you pushing people towards immortal horror or are you pushing them towards everlasting splendor? Because even if you take away the concept of heaven and hell, which is not really 100% biblical anyway, if you take that away and you think in merely energy terms and you think about light and energy interacting and then you think about transmuting that energy and it kind of going away or slowing down or becoming a lower vibration, we know that energy can't be destroyed. But if you think about that, then you can literally take where you have a best friend and something good is going on for them and then you give them a word of discouragement you've taken that energy and brought it down to the level of your energy your energy but what if you raised your energy what if you raised your vibration your consciousness your psyche what if your psyche was open like this and you begin to pull away the vines tear down that old wall begin to see more of the world Put in more windows in your psyche house, if you will. And again, I think this is a great way to start this series in October as we talk about more of the paranormal. What do I do on this show? It's faith, spirituality, and paranormal. All of that make up the supernatural podcast that I'm doing. It's all things we can't explain. It's all abstract concepts, but they're all concrete in some form. Because reality is this fluid thing. I embrace modern spirituality, Michael says. Amen, me too, brother, me too. Spirituality used to be progressive today. Everyone reads 2,000-year-old newspapers. Amen, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Deannon says, how would we begin to do just that? So tearing down the walls of our psyche, that's one thing that we're going to talk about today. And I want to read something from... Carl Jung, he says, every form of addiction is bad, no matter whether a narcotic 
or alcohol, morphine, or idealism. And that's from Carl Gustav Jung. Uh, of course, great, great, uh, you know, father of modern psychiatry. Um, whether you agree with all of his concepts or not, we're not here to, you know, just say, oh, everything that everyone has ever said is 100% true. Like, take the 10% truth and everything you hear and begin to build your truth, and then you're getting somewhere. Uh, what's your opinion on sleep paralysis? That's something I've struggled with before personally, um, you know, where you kind of wake up and you can't move or, um, you have that weird feeling like where you're in a dream and you can't move and you're slowing down and you can't talk. And then you like wake up and you feel really stressed out. Like I struggle with that too. Uh, from what I've understood, the research I've done, it is connected to anxiety I do want to talk about that today because the psyche leads seamlessly into mental wellness. And I don't, I don't talk about this a lot on my channel because I'm not qualified to talk about it. So don't take anything I say and go, you know, make uh, mental health decisions on it. But I do want to talk from my experience, from my experience, mental health cannot be well unless you wake up every morning and realize the prison that you have built for yourself, not the system. There's so many people on this app. There's so many people on, uh, YouTube and Facebook and TikTok and all these apps that this goes out to all of these. And they go, well, so-and-so is doing this to us and they have, and we, and, you know, we'll never blah, blah. And it's like, guys, quit blaming everybody else. You are the number one liar in your life. You are the number one suppressor of truth. You are the number one limiter of belief systems. You are the reason you live in the house you do or drive the car you do or have the spouse you do or don't have the spouse you do or have the attitude you do or don't have the attitude. And that's a hard thing to hear, guys, I know, because, oh, he's blaming us. He's blaming, no, I'm blaming me, guys, because every morning I look in the mirror and I want to know who created this reality. I did. I created it. Oh, you created the heavens and the earth and all that? No, guys, come on. But I create the experience that I have on this planet by what I do, say, and ultimately what I think. Christ said, out of the overflow of the heart comes the words of the mouth. It is not what goes in your mouth that defiles you, but what comes out of your mouth. By in turn, it is not what goes in your mouth that blesses you. It's what comes out of it that blesses you and others and creates beautiful realities. And that is mind-blowing, guys. That tears down walls. That clears the vines and the trees and allows the sun to shine through. Humble King of Kings says, stars, magic, high five, earth, peace, and more high fives. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate that. Appreciate that. Atreyu says, uh, thoughts become words, words become actions, actions become habit, habit becomes you. Amen. Absolutely. And how many habits have we created in others too? I'm just saying like, you know, there's this whole idea of like, we'll change friend groups, change friend groups. Well, I'm telling you guys, I'm hanging out with a friend that one of my best friends now, we've been friends since we were kids, literally grew up playing together. He lived across the park from me. And if I just changed friends because we weren't always on the same wavelength, then I wouldn't have any friends. Now I have, I have a lot fewer friends than I used to. I'll tell you that I've got all of you guys. Thank God. But I'm saying what we create in us, sometimes others who are raising their vibration, they go, Hey, wait a minute. I like that. Hey, I want to be a part of that. Hey, I want to go along for that journey. Hey, I think they've got something. And that means that those people are tearing down their walls. They're beginning to see light through their own imprisonment in their own haunted house, their own world of demons. And we're going to talk a lot about this month, guys, is, you know, and I love, I love like Haunted Mansion is one of my favorite rides at Disney World, you know, 
Like I love the the black lights and the spooky and the mist and like I don't know that's one of my favorite atmospheres. I don't want to live in it. Certainly don't want to mentally live in it, but I love those atmospheres. Like I love the haunted mansion at Disney World. It's literally one of my favorite rides in the world. And stories and just everything about it. It's funny, it's quirky, it kind of laughs at death, it kind of uh, you know, pokes fun at life. It kind of combines both. It's got beautiful colors, awesome design, cool storytelling. Uh, Atreyu says you're like a Christian hippie. Yes, that's, I'm not like a Christian hippie. I am a Christian hippie. Uh, in fact, I normally wear uh, tie dye today. It's really cold outside. So I just throw on a jacket and a shirt. Uh, but I do actually wear tie dye all the time. And then we also make all these shirts to support what I'm doing here. This is, uh, the Christ prayer portal shirt this one's beautiful these are jerseys so you can work out in them or whatever you want to do if it'll even show up on camera let's see i don't know if you can see how colorful that is but these are over on the website at cubcooker.me cubcooker.me beautiful beautiful artwork i do all the artwork um, and i do all of the t-shirt designs we've got t-shirts over there we've got a few mugs some posters so that's a great way if you guys want to support what I'm doing, go check that out. Um, let's see. Uh, well, when I hear the actual undeniable truth, it is worth the celebration. Uh, amen. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Jasona, what's up, brother? How you doing? Um, one verse makes you larger. One verse makes you small. That's true. That's right. That's right little uh, Jefferson airplane there. I'm going to read another Carl Jung quote because this is really going to wrap up what I'm saying today, guys. The idea of psyche, your mind, your soul, and your spirit together is, is where you're creating reality from. It's where you're creating reality from. And this Carl Jung quote is going to explain to you and to me why millions of people struggle right now with mental wellness. Millions, not thousands, millions, people all over the world. It has touched my life in very, very negative and sad ways recently. People that have struggled with things like that. It has touched my life last year and the year before. And I'm watching more and more people leave this planet in an untimely manner because of this idea, because they built this and the world built it and their friends built whatever. Like I, I'm not blaming anyone, but I'm just saying when you can't see the light of day because of the walls that are built around you, because of the mental darkness that you live in. And again, I'm not blaming anyone for that because these people need help. We need help. I need help guys. There was a time and I don't normally share this, but this is a great way to share this. There was a time when I did not have this window in my psyche. I was a severe drinker, tried to ruin my marriage multiple times. And I thought the only way out was out. And I was that close to not being on this planet anymore. And thank God my wife was there and stopped me. And I really, really hate talking about this because it's very upsetting. And I haven't looked back, by the way. I haven't looked back because from then on, my life have, has had a lot of struggle, yes. But a day hasn't gone by since then that I didn't realize that I have the right to live. I have the right to live and so do you. And so does your neighbor and your friends and your family and anyone here in this, guys. We're doing this work as a community, guys, as a team. We are tearing down the walls of our psyche so that we can see the light, so that we can find the love, we can find the frequency. There's some people that are so far down the hole, they've built so many walls or let it be built on them, whatever you want to call it. And it gets really, really sad and lonely and dark. And I'm here to tell you guys, I promise there's daylight. I promise things get better. And I promise you have value. And by the way, you can go 
to do incredible things on this planet and live a life of overflow, oneness, joy, and love with others. I promise you. Jay Moody, what is up? Thank you for for being here from Livingston, Texas. Uh, Atreus has been pretty depressed lately. Thanks for sharing. Needed to hear this today. Dude, seriously, like, there is so much life, and it's not in these churches. It's not in these old doctrinal systems. It's in that deep, esoteric seeking of the true Father, of the divine mind. And activating on that love. And I'm going to read the acronym for our team, by the way. Our team is Transcend, Elevate, Align, Manifest. If you're here and you come back and you're a part of this community, you're a part of the team. And that means we're, we are collectively transcending limitations. That includes limiting beliefs, physical, mental, spiritual limitations, anything, you know, generational curses, whatever you hear, you know, we're transcending those collectively. We are elevating the collective consciousness. How are we doing that? We're connecting with each other. We're talking about these things that nobody else will talk about. You don't touch this kind of stuff in a church. And if you do, you disprove it. And you don't touch the spiritual stuff we're talking about in the professional communities. And if you do, you disprove it and you just keep focusing on the money. And again, I'm talking about a, a, a center grounds here where there's balance and harmony and love and light. And then we align with love. That's, that's one of the most important things, aligning. Everything that we're doing, thinking, saying, and feeling to begin to control that to take our minds captive collectively. What did Christ say about that? You know, captivate your own mind. Take charge of it. And we're aligning that with love. And then we're manifesting our collective reality. A beautiful reality, by the way, that has less of this and more of this. This beauty, this charm, that connection to others. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing, guys. And thank you for being a part of the team. I love you guys, and I really, really appreciate it. Here's a quote from Carl Jung. The fact that a man who goes his own way ends in ruin means nothing. He must obey his own law, as if it were a demon whispering to him of new and wonderful paths. There are not a few who are called awake by the summons of the voice. Whereupon they are at once set apart from the others, feeling themselves confronted with a problem about which the others know nothing. In most cases, it is impossible to explain to the others what has happened. For any understanding is walled off by the impenetrable prejudices. You are no different from anyone else. They will chorus, or there's no such thing. And even if there is such thing, it is immediately branded as morbid or demonic or, you know, I've been called a lot of things. He is at once set apart and isolated, and he has resolved to obey the law that commands him from within, his own law. Everybody will cry, but he knows better. It is the law. The only meaningful life is life that strives for the individual realization, absolute and unconditional, of its own particular law. To the extent that a man is untrue to the law of his being, he has failed to realize his own life's meaning. Carl Jung. And I mean, I think it's beautiful. I think it's beautiful. And it, and it actually ties in beautifully with one of my favorite Gnostic. This is from the gospel of Thomas. This is, uh, allegedly they believe it was written around 60 AD. So very close to the time of Christ. Uh, you know, if you've studied the Gnostics at all, they kind of had a, you know, a big, uh, budding of heads. And even some might say a war with the early church, they kind of had to go out into hiding and they hid a bunch of scriptures in the Nag Hammadi desert. Um, and they were found in 1945 by a farm boy who was digging, um, and he found a bunch of clay pots and these are some texts that were in it. And so you have 
the Gospel of Thomas, Gospel of Mary Magdalene, uh, Gospel of Philip, and the Gospel of Judas, actually. And we, we've been reading a lot of those on here. Gospel of Thomas is one of my favorite, and this is a quote from it. Uh, it says, Yeshua said, whoever searches must continue to search until they find. When they find, they will be disturbed. And being disturbed, they will marvel and then will reign over all. So remember, guys, as you guys look, and even with Carl Jung's warning here, like, there's something guiding us all. Our spirit wants to be free. Our soul wants to shine bright. And our mind wants to connect with others who are like-minded and build a bigger consciousness. So it's a great time right now to remember every morning when you wake up and look in the mirror, what are you telling yourself? Are you seeking? And when you find, it might disturb you, by the way. It's disturbed the heck out of me to find out that in the Old Testament that that God may not be the God that Christ was talking about. And we've and, and again, I've done episodes on that. I won't get into that now. Do I know? No, I don't know. But I can read about that God and go, that's not my experience with the Father. That's not who I've been worshiping. That's not who I commune with daily. That's not who has blessed me. That's not who gives me love and light. And it was disturbing, guys. And I had to let that disturbance become marveling at, wow. Wow, there is truth out there. Wow, there there is more. And I had to admit, yeah, Father, I'm ready for more. I'm ready for more. I, I don't care if it messes with my old thoughts and ideas or uh, my own brand of what reality is. I, I'm ready for more, Father. And he's given it to me. He gives willingly if we're asking for the right stuff, guys. So... Uh, but yeah, being disturbed, then they will marvel. And, and I've, I've gotten to that point, you know, marveling and I've gotten to the point of reigning over certain areas of my life. Finally, finally, never thought I'd have any, you know, control or, uh, kingship over anything. And there's certain areas of my life I'm starting to wield that authority over. And according to this text, we'll reign over all at some point. Keep doing this. You might have control over your finances. You might have healthy marriage. You might have a healthy lifestyle. You might have joy and happiness and opportunity. You might have everything you want. What if, guys? What if? Because we've all what ifed ourselves into this this scary, spooky, haunted mentality, haunted by all the things we don't have, all the things we think we have, all the possibilities all of our past, all of our present, all of our future, everything. But what if, what if there's daylight out there? What if we can begin to restore and rebuild the house? The house. We are a house. We are the temple of God. So. Behold, man has become like one of us. Absolutely, Michael. Absolutely. Working on it. Working on it. Working on that kingship, that authority that is in Christ. Again, the universal Christ, not the the Western evangelical Christ, but the universal one. Atreyu says, sorry for coming in so negative. You have good vibes, bro. Thank you, Atreyu. God bless you, my friend. And please come back. Please, please be a part of this community. We have some incredible people in here. This is not your normal. This is not your normal spirituality channel or faith channel or even paranormal channel because I decided to do something crazy with this and go, hey, wait a minute. These are all three different forms of our realities. Let's combine them and let's look at the truth behind all of them. Humble King of Kings, thank you for all the crowns. God bless you guys. Anyway, I really appreciate you. Thank you guys for being here. I hope I answered all the questions. I, I did my best. Um, and uh, I hope you guys have gotten something very deep and true and wonderful out of this. Please consider, you do not have to do this, but if you want to go deeper with me, you can join the team. Again, I read that acronym for team earlier. Transcend, elevate, ascend, and manifest. For the first 
handful of people here. We've already had several people join, and I'm so thankful for that. It's $9 a month, and there's some really cool stuff with it. You're going to get access to an Odyssey channel. You're going to get access to, to video trainings that go deeper into what I teach here. You're going to get access to free materials, including my book, uh, including other books that I have that I can legally share with people that are in public domain but have some incredible stuff that I can share with you guys that we can really go deeper into this as a team together. And so this is kind of my version of like a Patreon, if you will. We're also going to meet once a month on Zoom with this as a community and literally be able to talk face-to-face and go through what's going on with the community. So it's it's a really, really cool membership. I wanted to do something different than everybody else is doing. Um, and we're just going to keep looking for cool ways to bless people with this. So another way, if you don't want to do the recurring thing, is I've got awesome, awesome merch over here and my book, God-Given Gifts of Brilliance. If you're ready to explore your personal spiritual gifts with me, I narrate the book. It's an audio book, and it's been highly reviewed. I've only had two returns out of all the books we've sold, so it's been really, really uh, valued by everyone that's read it. It is a Christ-centered book. Uh, I wrote that when I was really into the church thing, uh, but you, you can hear the universal concepts in it that I talk about here now. I am working on my second book, by the way. If you're a part of the team, you're going to get to read parts of that second book before anybody else does. We're going to get to talk about it and manifest this thing together. So thank you guys for being here. God bless you. Don't forget, this is your house, guys. You've got however long God allows you to live in this physical plane to make it beautiful. Keep it clean. Keep it full of light. Manage what God's given you well and tell yourself beautiful things every day. Every day. Clean out those cobwebs in your psyche, guys. I love you. I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful day. I'll be back here at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time every single day, Monday through Friday. And then Sundays, we do 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. We do the two-hour live stream on Sundays. And that's live to TikTok and Facebook. This will be distributed over to my YouTube, over to Spotify, Apple, Anchor, all of the podcast mediums out there. Uh, It's going to be distributed to my Facebook. Everything is over on cubcooker.me, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.me. You can find out about the team membership there, all of the merch, as well as all of my socials. Follow the actual audio version of this if you want to catch this while you're in your car. Uh, maybe you can't always listen to this, you know, while you're sitting at the, the TikTok, uh, staring at the phone, but maybe you want to listen in the car and this, this episode you can listen to in your car this afternoon. It's, it's uploaded about four, four to five hours after every episode airs live. It'll be on the podcast apps for you. So it's the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. You can go check that out. God bless you guys. I love you. Have a beautiful, beautiful day. Clean out the house guys demons and ghosts and spirits and apparitions they love clutter and they're gonna love it in your mind too i love you guys i'll see you tomorrow or i'll see you this afternoon peace